Welcome back to the Fable Fellas. I am one of the Fable Fellas, and my name is Carter. I'm the other Fable Fella, and I am Riley. We are two very real school teachers. Riley has been teaching for six years. I've been teaching for less than six months, but we both have literature degrees. That is correct. That's one thing that unites us. Well, that and years of friendship, looking out for each other. Oh, yeah. We're also friends. (laughs) Friends since both attempting to get literature degrees. And succeeding. Yep. Never forget that. <laughs> yeah, the fact that we didn't blow it is the most important it. thing you should consider about our backstory. <laughs> we, we got there. Yeah, so I teach first grade, and what do you do? I teach English 9, speech and debate, and journalism. Rock on. I'm currently planning for all three of those preps, and it's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Planning more than one thing is tough. I have to plan math and reading and writing and science and social studies and social emotional learning and And how to create a song off the top of your head according to that video you sent me the other day oh yeah that was really good i had a kid um i had a first grader who was looking at a picture book and essentially just Singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat, but turning all the pages. And on each page was a brand new nursery rhyme. But he was just singing the Row, Row, Row Your Boat and associating new, making up new words that just he would associate with the pictures on each new page. So like, oh, no, it wasn't Row, Row, Row. It was Baba Black Sheep. So he's singing Baba Black Sheep and he's just turning the page and just saying the next thing that he sees on the page and just incorporating into the lyrics. Kid's a visionary. Like, have you any alligators? <laughs> have you? White sheep, white sheep, we're best friends. <laughs> all good stuff. I'm what? pretty sure all all of those words were used in that video. If if this if this story that you have today isn't about a white sheep and an alligator being best friends, I'm quitting immediately. Oh no, that's a shame. Well, <laughs> just just make uh, make Fable something up. is also looking for a new co-host. <laughs> or a story about a white sheep and an alligator being best friends if you'd like to submit your your manuscripts you want to hear a story sure this one is called mr miyaka it is another joseph jacobs number (laughs) oh yeah the guy that taught danielson how to wax on wax off that's right the um as as established the bob dylan of english folktales yeah goes like this Tommy Grimes, no relationship to Rick. I would hope. Walking Dead. That would be weird. Yeah, it would be No weird, relationship to Grimes, Elon Musk's ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah, that's that too. You Maybe know, they're descendants. The re- oh, can you imagine? <laughs> Both of them. They went very separate ways in life. <laughs> yeah. One of them's made up, which is like a crazy feat of <laughs> strength. It's what he always wanted. Yeah. Tommy Carl. Grimes was... God. <laughs> Carl okay. Grimes. <laughs> Carter and We're I... We're just going to call him Carl this entire time. Okay, back in the year 2014, when Carter... and Sorry, 2015, when Carter and I were living together in a duplex, 
uh, Walking Dead was at the height of its popularity, but so was the meme where Carl, sorry, where Rick is just staring at Carl with a sad face, and then people would oh. Photoshop just dumb jokes into what they're saying. I haven't thought about that picture. Even when we say Carl, I don't Carl. even think about that picture. I, but now that, that, yeah, where he's like leaning down and <laughs> yeah. just like looking at him just with the most distraught face. And Carl just looks so stoic. <laughs> Carter, can you do me a favor? Can you do the... <laughs> the uh, belt made of watches one because to this day your inflection whenever you did that particular one just set me over the edge i can't i can't remember oh i do remember the punchline of that. <laughs> so i don't excited. remember it i don't remember the punchline of that through any memory of mine i just i i just constructed what the punchline of that joke would be through muscle memory through through just like yeah through sheer force of will was like oh that's what the joke would be <laughs> I made a belt out of wristwatches. It's a waste of time, Carl. A waste of time. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's like bottling anyway, a be piece there. of my youth, <laughs> <laughs> just un- uncorking a little bit of oh. a little bit of college. Oh, it's aged like a fine wine. University, as they call it, to our listeners mm. overseas. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Carl Grimes was sometimes a good boy <laughs> and sometimes a bad boy. When he was a bad boy, he was a very bad boy. Now, his mother used to say to him, "Carl, Carl." Be a good boy and don't go out of the street, or else Mr. Miyaka will take you. Oh no! It's a it's a Twin Peaks style story. What's so bizarre about this one is that this is just this is not into the woods. This is just like don't leave our street. I will say you this. will be kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> I unironically love stories that take place in tiny little towns where they have like a mysterious figure that is just the town boogeyman that is just totally unique to this town and its culture Mm -hmm. specifically when they have like creepy rhymes about the person so i'm hoping that shows up i have an absolute soft spot for that as well this is not that kind of story this is just a real dude as we'll find out (laughs) okay mr miyaka will take you But still, when he was a bad boy, he would go out of the street. And one day, sure enough, he had scarcely got round the corner when Mr. Miyaka did catch him and popped him into a bag upside down and took him off to his house. Wow, this story is taking off at a breakneck pace. It's two pages long. It's got to go places. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. When Mr. Miyaka got Tommy inside, he pulled him out of the bag and sat him down and felt his arms and legs. Right, for the clarity of our guests, Carter was just calling him Carl for the sake of our memories, but it oh, is I indeed forgot. Tommy. Yeah. He is called Tommy. <laughs> you're rather tough, oh, says he. I hate that. You're all I've got for supper, and you'll not taste bad boiled, <laughs> but barrio me, I've forgot the herbs, and it's bitter you'll taste without herbs. Sally, here I say Sally. And he called Mrs. Miyaka. So Mrs. Miyaka came out of another room and said, (laughs) What do you want, my dear? This is grim. It's just a family of cannibals? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, here's a little boy for supper, said Mr. Miyaka. 
and I forgot the herbs. With Mr. Samsonite. <laughs> Mind him, will ye, while I go for them. All right, my love, says Mrs. Miyaka, <laughs> and just, off he goes. She's just a regular person who, <laughs> yeah. who's been betrothed for many years to this absolute ghoul. That's correct. <laughs> That's how I'm choosing to read it. Then Tommy Grimes said to Mrs. Miyaka, does Mr. Miyaka always have little boys for supper? Yeah, just make casual conversation with your dinner. <laughs> and Miss Miyaka says, mostly, my dear. If little boys are bad enough and get in his way. <laughs> okay, we haven't even seen Tommy do anything bad. It's just saying he's bad. He was on the street and being on the street he is bad. He left the street. He left the street. So he went out of, you know, he went out of, uh, out of eyesight, basically. Oh. I, I, really what he did was he disobeyed his mother. Oh, yeah, if you disobey your mom, then that feral goblin that lives down the road <laughs> is going to eat you. I mean, really, though. I, yeah? Is this a, here's the question. Is this a tale of don't go, don't go away from, you know, to listen to your mother. Every little boy should listen to their mother because, you know, some dangerous things might happen to them should they, should they not obey. Or is this a story of the mom is fully aware that there is this cannibal living a half a block away from Tommy Grimes and is like, hey, seriously, this does not apply to most other boys. But for you, you cannot leave our road. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Like there's there's an active child eater in town and Mrs. Grimes is not doing anything about it. Just like, hey, play in the road. I really... She's, they've got like a treaty. Tommy's mother is like talking to Mr. Miyaka. And it's like, okay, yeah, okay. If he goes off the road, if he goes away from the road, you can have him. But he's not that stupid. Just earlier this week, you see, you see Mr. Grimes holding a baby stroller over his head while a pair of parents looks on and wailing. He says, you left the street. These are the rules. And runs back yep. into his house. And then the parents are like, oh, he did leave the street. Yeah, it is the rules. That is the rules it that we established. Rules. We we goobered up on this one. The street is the neutral zone. You try to tell your boys, but, you know, if Tommy's a bad boy, he's a bad boy, and sometimes he's very bad. The housing market must be terrible if no one can move away from the street that Mr. Miyaka lives on. I mean, great schools are in the, it's a, great in the area. Great school district, yeah. Great school district. Buses which is always run on time. Worth mentioning, it's in the opposite direction of Mr. Miyaka's house. <laughs> So, yeah, so so Mrs. Miyaki is like, yeah, he eats terrible children yeah. and all the time. I don't. Um, yeah, but not me, though. It disagrees with me, but you love who you love. Tommy said, Tommy asks a question that you don't normally have to ask people, <laughs> which is, um, and don't you have anything else but boy meat? Oh, come on. No pudding? <laughs> oh, no pudding? No pudding, asked Tommy. Just going to eat my legs? Not going to have any pudding? No jello? Sending Miss Miyaka into a spiral as she says, Ah, I loves pudding. But it's not often the likes of me gets pudding. Yeah, she has a full Vietnam flashback to when she was someone other than Mrs. Miyaka and didn't have to <laughs> didn't have to share a bed with a horrible bone crunching monstrosity. <laughs> it just eats boy meat. <laughs> Why She's basically married to Pennywise. Yeah, exactly. So Tommy comes up with a plan here. She's, he says, uh, why, my mother is making a pudding this very day. 
And I am sure she'd give you some no if way. I ask her. No way. Shall I run home and get some? <laughs> no way. And Mrs. Miyaka says, now that's a thoughtful boy. Only don't be long and be sure to be back for supper. So off Tommy pelted. And right glad he was to get off so cheap. And for many a long day, he was as good as good could be. And never went round the corner of the street. The end. But he couldn't always be good. And one day he went round the corner. And as luck would have it, he hadn't scarcely got round it when Mr. Miyaka grabbed him up. Popped him in his bag and took him home. Ah, oh, man. Right side up this time. Listen, if <laughs> I can understand not being good all the time. You are human. You are flawed. <laughs> you're growing. You're learning about the world around you. I feel like there has to be a disconnect between being good and not breaking the rules of the convent with Mr. Miyaka, the child eater. <laughs> and can you not just look around the corner? Just to double, I mean, he's literally standing there. Waiting for you. Yeah, like, carry carry a compact mirror so you can peer around the corner and see if Mr. Miyaga and his bag full of children is there. <laughs> this is like a Fear Street episode. Exactly. When he got him there, Mr. Miyaka dropped him out. And when he saw him, he said, Ah, oh, oh, wait. Ah, you're the youngster that served me and my missus such a shabby trick. Leaving us without any supper. Okay, so she does eat kiddos. All right. Yeah, well, boy meat. Boy meat. I hate that so much. Well, ye shan't do it again. I'll watch over you myself. Here, get under the sofa. And I'll sit on it and watch the pot boil for you. (laughs) Yeah. Right, so now Tommy's got to get under the sofa. If this guy makes such a habit of eating the misbehaving children in the area, then why doesn't he have a cage in his house? Well, cause as, as it's been established, most of the time, the boys just sit at the table and talk to Mrs. Miyaka while Mr. Miyaka goes out and gets herbs. And none of the other boys are clever enough to, like, do the pudding trick. <laughs> the pudding so he doesn't need a cage up until now. Yeah. Tommy Tommy has an article on BuzzFeed and it's called The Pudding Trick. One neat way to get out of Mr. Miyaka's <laughs> home. And honestly, why would you need a cage when you have a perfectly good sofa that you can sit on? Yeah, you're right. I was, I was the, the dumb one for asking the question. <laughs> also, it's kind of interesting that the word sofa is that old. Yeah, like, you, you think they would call it. Seems it like the a Davenport. modern word for me. I I don't know. Yeah couch i get like they don't say couch they say sofa okay so you've you've met my parents you know they're not that old but in the earliest like the earlier parts of my life like age probably eight and before they called it a davenport a couch yeah huh like that is that like cultural i is that a very english thing to do I don't think so, because my family doesn't have English roots. We have, like, Scottish and Irish roots, and we only found that out after Mom got into big into genealogy. So Davenport. Somebody think... just, I mean, you just have to call it that. Like, you're, and your your folks have to call it that, and you just, you just it just gets passed down, you know, nomenclature like that, right? I, yeah, it's probably just because it's an old word, because I guarantee the only other time in my life I've heard the words Davenport be used outside of my family is the name of a character on a podcast I like 
and the joke on Family Guy where they literally made fun of that people was, not knowing what a Davenport is. That was the one that I could, and the joke was that the person saying Davenport was really, really old. Yeah. And sleeping with a dog. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um. So, 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 Mr. Miyaka's got a plan. He's going to sit on Tommy under the sofa. <laughs> so yeah. poor Tommy Grimes had to creep under the sofa. And when Mr. Miyaka sat on it, Oh, sorry. And Mr. Miyaka sat on it and waited for the pot to boil. And they waited and they waited, but still the pot didn't boil. Till at last, Mr. Miyaka got tired of waiting. And he said, Here, you wonder there. I'm not going to wait any longer. Put out your leg, and I'll stop your giving us the slip. Uh, okay. So he's like, I'm done sitting on this sofa. Let me yeah. just cut your leg off so you can't go anywhere. Okay. So... Tommy put out a leg, and Mr. Miyaka got a chopper. <laughs> Tommy! Tommy, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right, Tommy's like, oh, that was silly. Like, Tommy oh, put out a enough. leg, Mr. Miyaka got a chopper, and chopped it off. No! And pops it in the pot. Suddenly, he calls out, Sally, my dear Sally. And nobody answered. Oh. So he went into the next room to look out for Mrs. Miyaka. And while he was there, Tommy crept out from under the sofa and ran out of the door. For it was a leg of the sofa that he had put out. Um, okay. <laughs> so, t- Wait, so Tommy Grimes oh. ran home. This is the end of the story. Okay. So Tommy Grimes ran home, and he never went round the corner again till he was old enough to go alone. Man, okay. Okay, two things. <laughs> One, how did he get a leg of the sofa without the whole thing collapsing on him and without giving it away to Mr. Miyaka? And number two, it, in addition to being a feral, ghoulish child eater, is he also incredibly blind like a mole? Because how couldn't he tell that it was a sofa leg that he was chopping? Well, yeah, and like all of his fingers have been like burned off so that he doesn't feel that it's a sofa and... <laughs> Like, it literally makes a point of telling us that he feels Tommy's arms and legs to, to test, like, how good his boy meat is. And then when he... Maybe that's why. Maybe because he says... Um, what does he say eventually? He says, you're all tough. Uh, you're rather tough. So maybe he's like, boy, you know what this boy's arms feel like? A sofa leg. <laughs> if he, I if he had said that. that earlier, if he had said, you yeah. feel like a sofa leg, that would have made more <laughs> sense. Like, just yes. a little bit of like Chekhov's gunning the end of the story. It's like, yeah. you feel a lot like the wooden legs of my sofa. Yeah, at the time, we would all say, what is up with this dude? Yeah. But then at the end, we'd say, oh, okay. You know, if I didn't, if I didn't, if I weren't looking straight at you in front of me, I would have said, just feeling your arm here, that I am feeling my own sofa's leg. <laughs> so. Also, what happened to Mrs. Miyaka? She just stopped responding. Do you think there's That's like the a, other thing. a hidden story there where she decided. You know what? No. No more. No more killing children. No more boy meat for supper. I'm running away. I'm moving back in with my mother. Don't follow me. Well, and I don't know if I'm corrupted by the knowledge of many, many other fairy tales, but there's about a second in this story where I feel like it's totally justifiable to believe that when Mrs. Miyaka doesn't answer, it's like, oh, Tommy's done a switcheroo, (laughs) and Mr. Miyaka's done chopped off Mrs. Miyaka's own leg. And okay, Carter. All right, I'll bite. Explain to me the process that little Tommy Jones did. Tommy Grimes, sorry, Tommy Grimes pulled off in order to switch himself with Mrs. Miyaka underneath the sofa. 
See, that's that's the that's the sort of prestige that I, I cannot make make work. But is it any more unbelievable than him somehow wrenching off a sofa leg while he's under a sofa being sat on? Honestly, a little bit more. Yeah, I think <laughs> the sofa thing like you have to use Looney Tunes logic to make it make sense. But you need Dragon Ball Z logic to make him pulling a switcheroo with Mrs. Miyaka make sense. It was Mrs. Miyaka under the sofa. The oh, I used time. the power of my stand to switch places with Mrs. Miyaka. Well, all it would have taken is if, like, you know, and right as he went under the sofa, he saw Mrs. Miyaka and said, Mrs. Miyaka, that I brought you that pudding I promised you all those days ago. Come get it I under put the it sofa. here under the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would make as much sense as him just saying, hey, why don't I go home and bring back some pudding and then you can eat me? because <laughs> apparently in these stories every third person is just a massive idiot well right and mrs miyaka is just thinking what a genial boy he's gonna let us eat him and he's gonna bring us pudding wait a minute <laughs> i didn't say what kind of pudding i want oh i want a tapioca maybe mrs miyaka's not there because she's been looking for tommy this whole time maybe uh, mrs miyaka's been that- dead for 50 years <gasps> that's right that's why she didn't show up in the end because he's been hallucinating her the whole time. Oh my god! Written by. I mean, Stephen that would King. make sense as to why because nobody would live with somebody like Mr. Miyaka, it's unless true. you you know love eating boys. Yeah, you love what you love as much as he does. You got. She has to support her husband even though it's not her passion. So this one's wild. <laughs> what 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 strikes me as as odd about this one is that nothing bad happens to Tommy. No. And he did disobey, which is which is generally like what fables are telling you not to do. You know, don't don't disobey. Don't be a bad boy. Don't violate the contract we have with the ghoul man. But at the end of the day, I would be feeling after being two for two with the Miyakas, I'd be like, these are some pretty dense people. I feel like they could capture me a hundred times and I'd escape a hundred times. Yeah, there should be an extra, like, section where Tommy goes home and says, Okay, Mom, I realize I messed up again. I I got taken into the den of the Miyakas, and for that I am sorry. Here's the thing, though, Mom. These people are absolute chowder brains. Like, they've got... They have one brain cell that they share. If we gather up the neighborhood, we can take these fools on and get them out of here. It'll be so simple, Mom. I gave, he thought a sofa <laughs> leg was my leg. This leg, this leg here. He picked up a yeah. sofa leg and said, "This, this is the leg of a of a child." And these are the it. same. I, I, I survived last time by saying, "Let me go get some pudding for the meal." The meal being me, Mom. It'll be <laughs> child's play to get rid of these fools. We could, you and me. We could just take them. We could take them right now. Yeah, we don't even need to get the whole neighborhood. It's just you and me. You, me, and Dad's hunting rifle that he hung up on the wall before he left. Put some poison in your pudding, and we've got one of them done. Right there. It's just Mr. Miyaka. Now, we do we do need to account for the bag. The bag is his secret weapon. You got, he can put you in there upside down as well as right side up. Yeah. One of them is way less pleasant than the other. Yeah. So I, I got dizzy. If, we, if he does put me in upside down, we've got to put a lid over the pudding. Lest I eat some. <laughs> and thus become poisoned. As was our plan. Alright, so we get a pudding and a lid for the pudding. Yeah. 
cover all of our bases. Who are we? The Miyakas? Yeah, we're, we're not okay. that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you'd be fully justified if you'd seen that. Yeah, you know, be like, oh, wow, you killed the Miyakas. Yeah, but <laughs> you got to listen to my side of the story. <laughs> yeah, now hear me out. On account of being kidnapped by him twice and being threatened of being boiled alive, that is not okay. Yeah. Also, Mr. Wilson, you're not one to talk because you you were using your riding mower out on your front lawn when I got took, and you just stood there and watched. Now, granted, I did leave the neutral zone. I did leave the neutral zone. I did violate the treaty. But and on account of the accords, yeah, I, I wasn't supposed to do that. But I threw... I th- I'm sorry, I threw my Max Steel action figure into the neutral zone, and I had to go get him back. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? I, and some, I just can't help but be a very bad boy sometimes. I'm a widow stinker. That is the other thing about this story. It's just like, there's this compulsion that Tommy Grimes has to be, that's, that's entirely unexplored or undeveloped, where it's just like, he was normally a good boy, but sometimes he was a bad boy. <laughs> I mean, when he that's was a the bad human boy. condition, right? Everyone has that, their moments where they right. get a little devious. Though we never actually see what his devious moments are. They just say, yeah, he's being bad. Like, show, don't tell. How is he being mischievous? What were the actions that made him a victim of the Miyakas not once but twice? That's what I'm saying. And nobody's nobody's holding the Miyakas to the same sort of scrutiny. Saying, like, Mr. Miyaka was normally a pretty good guy, but sometimes <laughs> no. he ate children. And when he ate... <laughs> Look, I'm just going <laughs> to say, I don't think Mr. Miyaka was a good guy at any time. Well... If he's just wandering I... the street, getting children into his knapsack and going home. Yeah, Like, I don't daily. care if he pays his taxes. What kind of herbs do you think he was going to go... Like, what kind of herbs would go with boy? Good question. Hmm. Probably Obviously, just some salt. Some salt. Well, salt's not an herb is one thing. Yeah, but w- what did they know? What do they know, frankly? This is, this is 14th century. Yeah. Maybe Mr. Miyaka just isn't aware there's other food. He's like, there's just children and herbs. Children and herbs. <laughs> That's all there is to eat. And everybody's like, yeah, but have you heard of, I don't know, like the market and fish and vegetables? And he's like, What? <laughs> He goes. I, what? He goes to the forest, picks up a huge clump of grass, and he says, "Ah, these herbs will do nice." And he goes home. <laughs> he goes home, and he, can't, he grabs a kid on the way. <laughs> do you think he's tried grown-ups? Do you think he's tried anything other than human meat? I, yeah, that's see, that's what I'm wondering. Maybe he's just a victim victim of circumstance. He's never told about other food. He knows about bay leaves and sage and. <laughs> Boy, me. <laughs> I think it's interesting how, as far as a moral or a theme goes, this story has given us nothing. But in terms of a narrative, we have had so much to talk about. Well, it, yeah, it's just inc- it's incredible how simplified everything is here. And so, because like you said, things go so fast. Tom- Tommy Grimes is a child. His mother said, don't do this. He did that thing, and he was kidnapped by a man-eater. <laughs> we're like, all right, that's how. All right. <laughs> we, we got fair, some ground to cover. Buckle up. That was like the first paragraph, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amazing. All right, so is it a keeper? Yes, but not in the way that traditionally I would say in this podcast. I want... <laughs> 
I want either Joe Hill or Stephen King or um, shoot, what's that one guy's name? Stephen Graham Jones. I want them to get the rights to rewrite the Mister Miyaka story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this one this one is definitely as close as we've come to like a true one of the great great fables of all time. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mr. Miyaka and his wife will always have a place in my heart. <laughs> those those freaky freaky people. Uh, Do you think well, Mr. Miyaka was the Joker of the 14th century, where the kids who were a little off idolized him for all the wrong reasons? Oh, uh, they've got like T-shirts that yeah. say like <laughs> that says needs herbs. Needs <laughs> body o me. I forgot the herbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's just it's a sh- it's a shirt with like a little gross ass gross dude with an axe, and underneath it says "Body of Me." I forgot the herbs and the most Irish font possible. Yeah. Oh, you know another good T-shirt one would be "It's bitter you'll taste without herbs." Ooh, this is a fun one. Yeah, this is a good one. I was like, here the <laughs> what you got. Just, just says get under the sofa. It's <laughs> <Get under> the- <laughs> <laughs> just a man with an axe. <laughs> get under the sofa. Oh, that is terrifying. I I would be compelled to start a conversation with someone wearing that shirt. <laughs> by forces beyond my understanding. <laughs> These poor idolizing alternative like kids. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I want to. Oh, Mr. Miyaka's. Oh, he's so edgy, transgressive. Yeah. Growing up means realizing that Mr. Miyaka was right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's not maybe it's not eating boys, but everyone has a boy meme. <laughs> what's your what's your what's your what's, what's, what's your boy meat, bats? You're just one boy meat away from being me. Everybody's just one tub of pudding away from being just like me. All it takes is one push. (laughs) One taste of boy meat. You know, boy meat's kind of like gravity. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we've got to (laughs) stop. I'm gonna make this boy meat disappear. <laughs> yeah, this boy meat isn't cheap. You would know you paid for it. It's simple. We eat the boy meat. <laughs> Remember how impressed you were with our first episode where we didn't use any like alienating references? <laughs> We've shown our true colors now. Yeah. This is it. Whoopsie. Luckily, this episode is still three weeks away i feel like we've earned boy meat yeah <laughs> when as long as nobody starts at <laughs> this one. Oh yeah as long as this isn't there as long as then, this isn't the intro <laughs> yeah they'll be like i mean really though what it is is they'll be like oh you know they're pretty good but i don't when are they when are they gonna get like edgy funny <laughs> and it's like oh just give it till episode four yeah they don't wait around they you heard boy meat yet? They, they heard what the constituents wanted, and they went for it. It's the first of their legendary gags. <laughs> it's gonna be on the, um, you know, the sizzle reel. <laughs> Should we call it here? Wrap up. I think so. 
All right. Well, we are the Fable Fellas, available on Spotify and iTunes and Google Podcasts and nowhere else where you get your podcasts. For now. Yet. As... <laughs> what do we say in sync? In sync? Keep it video. Oh, that's right. Okay. A callback to our very first episode and slang terms that we never really learned the meaning of. That's right. But we liked how it sounded. I hope it's not terrible. Well, only time will tell. That's right. And in that time, I am Carter. I'm still Riley. Keep, Keep it, it vitty. <laughs> okay. <Nailed> it. <laughs> Mr. Miyaka by Joseph Jacobs. Tommy Grimes was sometimes a good boy and sometimes a bad boy. And when he was a bad boy, he was a very bad boy. Now his mother used to say to him, Tommy, Tommy, be a good boy and don't go out of the street, or else Mr. Miyaka will take you. But still, when he was a bad boy, he would go out of the street. And one day, sure enough, he had scarcely got round the corner when Mr. Miyaka did catch him and popped him into a bag upside down and took him off to his house. When Mr. Miyaka got Tommy inside, he pulled him out of the bag and sat him down and felt his arms and legs. You're rather tough, says he, but you're all I've got for supper, and you'll not taste bad boiled. But body o' me, I've forgotten the herbs, and it's bitter you'll taste without herbs. Sally, here I say, Sally, and he called Mrs. Miyaka. So Mrs. Miyaka came out of another room and said, What you want, my dear? Oh, here's a little boy for supper, said Mr. Miyaka, and I've forgotten the herbs. Mind him, will ye, while I go for them. All right, my love, says Mrs. Miyaka, and off he goes. Then Tommy Grimes said to Mrs. Miyaka, Does Mr. Miyaka always have little boys for supper? Mostly, my dear, said Mrs. Miyaka, if little boys are bad enough and get in his way. And don't you have anything else but boy meat? No pudding? asked Tommy. Ah, I loves pudding, said Mrs. Miyaka, but it's not often the likes of me gets pudding. Why, my mother is making a pudding this very day, said Tommy Grimes, and I am sure she'd give you some if I ask her. Shall I run and get some? Now that's a thoughtful boy, said Mrs. Miyaka. Only don't be long and be sure to be back for supper. So off Tommy pelted, and right glad he was to get off so cheap. And for many a long day, he was as good as good could be and never went round the corner of the street. But he couldn't always be good. And one day he went round the corner, and as luck would have it, he hadn't scarcely got round it when Mr. Miyaka grabbed him up, popped him in his bag, and took him home. When he got there, Mr. Miyaka dropped him out. And when he saw him, he said, Ah, you're the youngster that served me and my missus such a shabby trick, leaving us without any supper. Well, you shan't do it again. I'll watch over you myself. Here, get under the sofa, and I'll set on it and watch the pot boil for you. So poor Tommy Grimes had to creep under the sofa, and Mr. Miyaka sat on it and waited for the pot to boil. And they waited and they waited, but still the pot didn't boil. Till at last Mr. Miyaka got tired of waiting, and he said, Here, you under there, I'm not going to wait any longer. Put out your leg, and I'll stop your giving us the slip. So Tommy put out a leg, and Mr. Miyaka got a chopper and chopped it off, and pops it in the pot. Suddenly he calls out, Sally, my dear Sally! And nobody answered. So he went into the next room to look out for Mrs. Miyaka. And while he was there, Tommy crept out from under the sofa and ran out of the door. 
for it was the leg of the sofa that he had put out. So Tommy Grimes ran home, and he never went round the corner again till he was old enough to go alone. The End <laughs>